Alrighty, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Nice, good. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Good. It's rolling with the punches. Always. Good. Well, um, tonight I figured we would, um, I would take us for a journey. Yeah, I have no idea what we're talking about tonight. No, so. it's going to be fun. I'm going to ask, so, um, you know, Which I, I'm, I like not knowing. You like going. The, the unknown. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, do you like, you like going on trips to the unknown? Yeah. Taking little journeys? Yeah, most of the time. Little mini strolls? Yeah. All nice. Right. Nice, good trek All right, so into I, the unknown. So I have a question. How do you feel about going on a major trek into the unknown? Oh, okay. Okay, because I've, um, unlike previous episodes, I have prepared some materials. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to start doing that. A compilation. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I'm very pleased people have enjoyed what they have listened to so far. Right, yeah. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, we're just getting started with this. It should oh, be yeah. good. Our podcast is like the Titanic going into the iceberg, but we're going to make the iceberg fucking shatter into a million pieces. Yeah, and probably still go down with it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we're going to plow through. Okay. Mom, mm-hmm. Our ship is global warming. We're going to melt that iceberg and make them destroy humanity. All right. Get intense. <laughs> okay. All right. All oh, we're right. already getting things Woo! going here. Okay. All right. So since I have some things prepared, I'm just going to I'm going to read what I have prepared. So mm-hmm. it'll feel kind of like a um like a prompt, but it's my it's my words with sources, okay? Sweet. Okay. All right. Well, today I figured we'd start off talking about something that has mystified us for generations. Something that keeps men up at night and causes them to obsess about the unknown. Today, we are talking about ass. <laughs> <laughs> What do you know or have heard about ass? I I mean a lot? Yeah. Have you heard little? I'm not sure right now. Well, you then you might already be aware um they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh-huh. But the one most common characteristic among them is that they all smell like <laughs> like ass. <laughs> yeah. All right. Obviously, as I'm sure you have guessed, Zach. Uh-huh. Um Ass stands for abominable swamp slob. <laughs> what? That's a real term. The uh, the credit to this endearing term falls to writer John A. Keel, whose works include the notorious The Mothman Prophecies. And I just want to point out, I'm sticking an obvious pin in that event and uh, Mothman in general. Because, I mean, yeah. obviously, right? Right, yeah. Duh. Because, um... We'll get to him. Well, maybe one day we'll even talk about a particular Mothman who create who craves Vienna beef, drinks Malort, and cheers for the bulls. Huh. Yeah. He's, he's... probably like some Jardinera, too. <laughs> oh, man! And those hot dogs, dude. Oh, yeah. Peppers. Chicago-style man. Loaded up. Hell, yeah. That's what I like. It's almost... If it's a Chicago-style hot dog, it's almost like a vegetable. Yeah, pretty that's much. What, that's what I convince myself whenever I order like a supreme pizza. Yeah, put all the vegetables on it. Yeah. It's fine. It's healthy pizza. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. And he also wrote The Complete Guide to Mysterious Beings. Um, I'm sad that book is not on my shelf already. Yeah. Because wouldn't that have been cool to turn to a random page and Complete Guide to Mysterious Beings? Yep. Uh, we need to, we should look into purchasing one of those. Uh, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because this podcast accepts donations. 
And if someone wanted to donate enough money to this podcast to give me money to buy this book, I would not be sad. Yeah. Sounds like it could uh, be beneficial. But that's I'm going to mention that that's real life, though. I hooked up, because um, Anchor is great, uh-huh. where we are able to make this thing exist. Right. And if you wanted to, people can subscribe to this podcast. Did you know that? I did not. For a dollar, another amount, and like four ninety nine. You can give us money per month, and then I can use that to buy cool books. I'm just saying that's what I would use it for, 100%. Yeah, so we can share with everybody. That's not a bad idea. Exactly, exactly. You know, kind of spread the love, contribute. Mm -hmm. If you want to contribute, make this a better show, that would be a good way to do it. Or if you don't, that's fine, too. You don't have to. Absolutely not. Yeah. But I would like to have that book. (laughs) But anyways, um, what is an abominable swamp slab? Any idea? No. Any guesses? No. Okay. Well, like I alluded to earlier, their attributes may vary. And very often. The Enfield Horror. Hmm. See an ass? Hmm. Whom at this point I deeply adore qualifies as an ass. I got asked about a lot how we made it through that entire podcast without making a single dick joke. About which one? The Enfield Horror. <laughs> I know, right? Well, the which, di- at oh, the ahead. time, hadn't really thought about it that way. I was envisioning something completely different. But <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that amazing? Because we just thought about this creature. We're yeah. not being fucking perverts. Like, oh, he's got three legs. Yeah. But it kind of hit me in the face when I did that first drawing. And you were I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, I just gave him a dick. I didn't, it, wasn't <laughs> on, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. He's got a giant claw dick. Yeah. Oh my god. That was scary. When I, I like when it was finished and colored, it didn't occur to me until it was done. I was like, I just drew my giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Ah, oh, god damn it. Um, yeah, the Enfield Horror, whom I said in my my little scripture, I said I deeply adore. But I could, it's safe to assume you also adore the Enfield. Yeah, horror. I think he's an interesting fellow. I think he's badass, and I really want to go to Enfield because that sounds fun. Mule day. Mule day. I'm gonna be take a picture in front of the sign. Yeah. I need that photo. Yep. All right, but um, the Enfield Horror, with his um, with his height of a meter or so, two big clawed feet, weird dangling third foot, little T-Rex kangaroo arms, uh, creepy crimson-colored eyes, and from Mr. McDaniel's eyewitness report, oh, approximately a meter or so tall. I already mentioned that, but that's fine. That's called editing. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so he qualifies as an ass. People, He's counted as, like, an ass, okay? Uh-huh. So who else is counted as an ass, Zach? Who do you think? Is it the seven-foot-tall, albino, mud-covered mystery monster of Murfreesboro? I mean, he's got to be. He's that big, muddy monster. He came from a swamp or... Was the second S? <laughs> um, abominable swamp. He's a slob. He's a covered slob. in mud. Yeah, 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 okay. He's a fucking slob. I thought, I thought it was slob, but... <laughs> I don't want to... I just want to ruin everybody's vernacular for the term ass. Mm-hmm. Because when I came across that and what it meant, I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And then I found out we already talked about like two of the asses. Like, yeah. oh my God. Two Illinois asses? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing here? All right. Um, but yeah, so the Murfreesboro Mud Monster, he also makes, he also counts. Cool. All right, so, oh, go ahead. No, I got nothing. Okay. I was just going to say, Cryptid Wikia, we lean on them pretty heavily for this show in the past. We have. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah, and the, but their articles usually rely pretty heavily on, um, well, the works of several cryptozoologists. 
One of the main ones we mentioned um, is Lauren Coleman, who, because his, her name, we said Lauren, but he is a man named Lauren. Yeah. So we fucked that up. Well, that's... I mean... That's we, an easy mistake to make. I, I have known other dudes named Lauren, but uh, it's not very common. No, but we screwed that up. But he's written a lot of books, and honestly, I wouldn't put it past this podcast to do an entire podcast, maybe like a quick 20-minute one, even though like a lot of ours have been 20 minutes. Um, on like Lauren Coleman, on different cryptozoologists because our shows wouldn't exist without them. And I feel like that's a good way to give some credit to where we pull this nonsense from. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but so, um, yeah, Lauren Coleman had defined an ass as the following. It's original name for a group of Bigfoot like creatures, more commonly referred to as skunk apes. Mm -hmm. So basically we're just talking about like big feet or Bigfoots. Yeah. I've. I've heard them referred to as skunk apes and yeah. all that. Yeah. The big feats. All right. So I'm going to continue and then we'll interject as needed. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. The Denef... The, hmm. Well, that's what happens when you start a podcast with some whiskey shots, okay? The definition that continues is vague, but that's because it encompasses so many bizarre creatures whom fall under no other label. It's more specific than saying Bigfoot, Big Feats, and Skunk Apes. And yeah, I am putting a pin in skunk apes because when this podcast goes to Florida, oh my God, when we finally talk about shit in Florida, I mean, we're probably going to be talking like normal people half the time, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Florida skunk ape, just a normal crazy Florida man that walked into the, the Everglades and came out a crazy man. I, I, I just, know. Florida is a wild place. Florida is out of control. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's a podcast idea. Florida talk. Yeah. Okay. What happened yeah. this week? Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I mentioned here, yeah, skunk apes, of course. Skunk apes. Skunk apes, of course, are usually from Florida. Although their stench can reach as far as Pennsylvania, as there have been reported sightings there as well. Abominable swamp slobs tend to be based more in the Midwest and Mid South. As stated, they generally always smell, have obvious traditional hominid like features. Um, I wouldn't, but I mean, I don't feel the Enfield Horror has obvious hominid features. No, not from uh, what I remember. But he's also, he's also, he's also gray, and the, 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 um, the asses tend to be like a gray color, which okay. is different from like a Sasquatch. They're usually brown, and skunk yeah. apes usually aren't gray. It's weird that those guys kind of hover around the Midwest, but hey man, we all, every region has its own creature, so. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. They're usually covered in white or gray fur. They like and um, or enjoy shredding things, you know, like house doors, children's shoes, the occasional two-inch uh, sapling. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> and running away. How many monsters have we talked about that just run away? All of them? Every single one. And then no one gets a picture or even catches them. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're... Uh... Who's the real monster here? Man, can this whole podcast be about how humans are the real monster? <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we, oh uh, man, I think we might even get there in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh, and of course, I like the, like, I like the good, who doesn't like a good callback? You know, two-inch sapling running away and sometimes even from a good debate. But with each story, certain claims always set each monster apart. Yellow eyes, red eyes, extra legs. That's the Enfield Horror shout-out. Yep. Extra joints. Uh, the sounds they make, and rest assured, they do make sounds. Always with the shrieking. They're always screaming, right? Or yelling, or trying to like... Rrr, rrr. 
Yeah, because they're freaked out. Yeah, what like, am I doing? I, I just saw a man. <laughs> humans, there's so many humans. They're looking for me. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Yeah. I'm just existing in nature. Yeah. Yelling, groaning, whether they are attempting to quote Shakespeare in their native tongue or simply trying to garner attention and perhaps a helping hand. Oh, by yelling, I smell like shit because I'm covered in shit. Let me clean this shit <laughs> off. I'm a big smelly shit. I smell like shit bad. I need a shower. That could be a hypothetical thing that a monster could yell, potentially. Yeah, I'm thinking I mean, about the I big. Know. I'm thinking about the big muddy monster when he, we found out about the sewage plant. Maybe he fell in the sewage plant and was just screaming. I smell like shit. Help me! <laughs> help! <laughs> Please help! Somebody bathe me! <laughs> I need cleansing. Do you have soap? Yeah. I've heard about this human thing called soap. I think this situation requires it. <laughs> Poor bastard. I <laughs> oh, mean, he's in a bad spot. Yeah, their cries aren't subtle. During the 70s, so many sightings of these one-off monsters litter local newspapers, especially during the years of 1972 and 1973 in southern Illinois, that it makes me wonder. What if there was some weird multi-universal portal that opened and unleashed them upon the world? Hmm. Or what if the civil rights movements of the 60s and the turmoil of the Vietnam War ripped open the fabric of our reality, scattering them all over the country? All right. <laughs> what if, Zach? What if? I know that sounds like Bigfoot fan fiction, but ignoring the motives for a second, ignoring my motives for a second, mm-hmm. as that's an amazing story, I just want to, that's, that's in the world now. Think about it. Deal with that. Yeah. Okay. But um, have you heard about, you may not have heard about that explanation um, as to why Bigfoot, Big Feets, Bigfoots, can never be found, can never be spotted. Maybe because, but that's oh, that's I get what I'm getting at now. I love when I have to read my own <laughs> stuff about what I meant. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but I've heard this is that this is an explanation of why they can never be found, um, because they are extra-dimensional creatures that can hop in and out of our reality. So even though they're like furry, savage creatures, they're capable of jumping dimensions, and that's why we never see them. And, like, then that made me think, like, oh, if they die, then their body goes back to their own dimension, so we never find a carcass. Again, filling in plot holes to make a creature exist. But, right. right, I mean, like, okay, I mean, or maybe they travel with a little time portal on their wrist or some kind of device, some Doctor Who shit, and they just, they transport around. I mean, I don't know why you look like a big hairy ape. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe, you know. Maybe they spent way too much time investing in technology where they can jump dimensions, and they are just like, fuck, clothes? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! You just, you just help Because in the Terminator, metal can't time travel. Oh, yeah, that's true. It has true. to be covered yeah, yeah, in flesh. Yeah. So maybe clothes or don't... Or hair. Dem- hair? Maybe, yeah, hair travels, because um, Kyle Reese, he had hair in his body. Yeah, so he that, sure did. That he certainly did. So maybe you have to be covered in, you have to be covered entirely in hair to top dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. Fact check us, bitches. <laughs> we'll wait. Yeah. Email us. We have one of those now. Oh, at, that's cool. At weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. That is a long email. It is. I only put podcast in there because that's how you know this. Well, Weird and Feared was taken by some maniac. Who does that? <laughs> but the podcast is because it's a podcast. Yeah. You put Weird and Feared podcast, you won't forget it. I hope not. Okay. 
And, well, we've also talked about the Shawnee National Forest, about inter- extra-dimensional beings. Yep. Been there. All right. Yeah, you, you certainly have. Hey, how about the fact that this whole podcast was about places you've been to? It's fucking weird. <laughs> is that, is that I wish I would have. We should have started this podcast like four months ago. Yeah, if only we could hop time dimensions. Yeah. All right. We're too many clothes. Oh, man. Yeah, we maybe we just got to stop wearing clothes and hop dimensions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is going to get real weird. Man, come for, yeah. Yeah, join us on that journey. All right. So considering uh, how much considering how much space travel and extra-dimensional activity has apparently happened around the Shawnee Forest, it makes sense that the Devil's Kitchen could be a doorway to another realm. Mm. And if this doorway exists, all sorts of characters could be crossing over. Lost. Scared. Angry. This brings us to our first specific ass. All right. Kohomo. 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 Okay. Eventually, we will get to the elusive Momo. We've mentioned him before, right? We have. Yeah. Which means Missouri Monster. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool to abbreviate Monster as Mo. Why do people do that? What was going on? Como stands for the Coal Hollow Road Monster. Hmm, I've heard of this one a yeah. little bit. Not, tu- not a whole lot. No, we've touched him a little bit. Yeah, he's our he's our featured character. Excellent. Now I don't know why he was called. I don't know why. Oh yeah, he's the coal. Paid. This is this works better as a joke when you're read when you're looking at it. So bear with me. Coal Hollow Road Monster, but he's called Kohomo. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he wasn't called Kohoromo, because the road isn't acknowledged in the first in the traditional acronym. Yeah, but then again, I was not part of the 1970s zeitgeist when it came to naming potentially made-up monsters. Like, why do you you abbreviate monster as Mo? I mean, yeah, it's now in my vernacular. Mo. Mo. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. From eyewitness reports. Kohomo made his debut in the beginning of May, 1972. One such witness, 18-year-old local future postal worker and man about to set Tazewell County on fire, Randy Emmert, claimed to have seen a Bigfoot-like beast lurking around an abandoned house near Cole Hollow Road in Pekin, Illinois, Hmm. where he assumed the creature lived in a hole beneath it. Marauding anywhere from 8 to 12 feet tall, Randy claimed it had a tendency to terrify nearby animals and stunk of sulfur. Usually sulfur's a demon thing, but let's just go with it. Okay. Yeah. According to the Peoria Charter Star, Randy and... This is a direct quote. It lets out a long screech. Like an old steam engine whistle, only a more human... Another one of Randy's boasts was that many of his friends saw it as well, and that the creature left strange footprints. They were not those of a primate, but those of something else entirely. Bipedal, obviously, but each foot had only three claw-like toes. Hmm. Hmm. Randy would have came forward sooner, but he was afraid of the ridicule that could follow. But that fear faded. I'm kind of a spokesman for the group, Emmerich told a reporter, according to 2012 East Peoria Times-Courier article by Dwayne Bartels, hmm. the only one who has the guts, I guess. 
Man, Randy's calling everybody out like that. Huh? <laughs> Randy's pretty full of himself. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it a pretty, little bit. Pretty cocky. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of throwing his swagger around. You know, I saw a monster. They're all too scared about it. Yeah, my friend saw it too, but they were a bunch of little bitches. Fuck you, yeah, bitches. Little bitch ass, not reporting monster humans. Okay, that's the thing I said. Randy's childhood was not an easy one. In his own words, from a March 2018 Peoria Star journal piece about his successful um, 41-year marriage, he eventually went on to write articles and stuff, so I was able to pull things that he said directly. Emmert says, yeah, we're going deep. Emmert says, my teen years were tough as my parents divorced when I was 12 years old, and with a mother who took to alcohol and a father who didn't seem to want to be involved in his kids' lives, I learned very fast how to survive on the streets. I dropped out of high school in my junior year to take a job at a car wash, and I lived with friends until their mother found out, which sometimes put me on the streets again. Can you imagine dropping out and getting a job at a car wash? That's tough. I mean, that shit doesn't pay well. <laughs> at least <laughs> no. not, not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know what's funny? Back then, you could drop out of high school, get a job at a car wash, and like save good money away. Yeah. Right? Probably. That's, right? That's a silly thing. Isn't that funny? I'm not going to talk about the article I read today unrelated to monsters about how our generation is the poorest one. Yeah, we don't want to get into no, that. No, we're going to talk, talk about monsters. Fake monster stuff, not real life on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Randy's quote isn't over. Good. Going home wasn't an option, as my mom usually had a boyfriend who liked to take swings at me. Yeah, I mean, he when sounds I like a little up. shit, so. <laughs> he sounds like a sh- Not a product of his environment. Just a little shit. <laughs> The guy right. who reports monsters to the to the, the news. I was just <laughs> kidding, Randy. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, man. It got to the point that running the neighborhoods got me known very well by the police. Nothing serious. Just juvenile offenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Randy's encounter made front page news when the Tazewell Courier posted his statements in the story called... And also, later in this article I talk about, he also called into a radio station. That comes later, but... Okay. But the Tazewell Courier posted his statements in the story called... And this was the story of... This was posted in the newspaper. Big Hairy Monster reported in East Peoria on July 27th, 1972. On July 25th, other witnesses were said to have run afoul of Kohomo on shore as he was swimming in, and I can only assume enjoying himself in, the Illinois River. So he's just like having a bath, like. Yeah, he's hanging out. Yeah, getting clean. Hey, what's up? Maybe I fell in the sewage. I felt like shit. Maybe the fucking yeah, maybe I... a mud monster couldn't find a goddamn clean river to swim in. Yeah, he made it. Like I'm sick of swimming in this big muddy river. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the <laughs> Illinois River. You know, a couple hours north of here by car, which, I'm, which he might have had. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. Well, I mean, we assumed. We assumed the Murphy's River mud monster could have had a car, or was it the Enfield Horror? Because he drove to Mount Vernon, we talked about briefly. Eh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Also, fuck the internet and its monster shit. Because I can look up so much goddamn bullshit and so many things conflict because nobody knows how to read a goddamn article and they misreport it. Mount Vernon, Illinois, right? Yeah. Well, we talk about that in one episode. Yeah. Okay. And then in another episode, we talk about Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon, Mount Virginia with George Washington and how the monster was seen in, like, both. Now, somebody's fucking up there. Yeah, something's getting lost in translation, or not even translation. No, really, yeah, you but, all, yeah, you know, it's you know what I mean. I do know 100. percent Yeah, it's still English. 
Hey, Zach, can I have a beer? Sure. Thank you. Oh, hey. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Nice. Okay. So, where we left off before my rant was Kohomo was swimming in the Illinois River. Ensuring the heart of Illinois knew who the fuck he was. Is May 25th already a holiday for anything? Is it? Should it be? I think we should dub it Kohomo May Day and celebrate him every year. Happy Kohomo May Day, everybody! <laughs> Let's jump in the Illinois River, start screaming, and smell like sewage! Anyways, one report said it destroyed a fence. Again, asses like to tear things up. Yeah. Trivial, meaningless things. A United Press International story said it had a face with a long gray... U-shaped ears, a red mouth with sharp teeth, and thumbs with long second joints. During the end of July, anywhere from 140 to 200 calls, I called this out earlier, but articles and reports may vary, you know. Yeah. Were again made to the police. The police took 140 and 200 calls about this monster running around. I mean, that's... 200 calls, Zach! That's pretty wild. (laughs) What does that mean? Pekin, Illinois. In Pekin, Illinois. Right. It's not... A, I've been to Pekin, Illinois. Yeah, I've been there, too. I, I think I passed through, but... It's I passed still pretty... through and had a good time in Pekin, Illinois, even though it was a shitty town. Sorry if you live in Pekin, Illinois, but your <laughs> town is shit. Como fever was sweeping central Illinois, and this fever peaked the only way it could. About a hundred volunteers armed with guns, clubs, and knives stormed through the woods. Man, (laughs) I want to be a part of a good old-fashioned mob. (laughs) Imagine the times when that would just happen. Yeah, I want to do that. Like, I don't care if we're going after anything. I want somebody to show up and say, grab torch and pitchfork, let's go somewhere. And I'll be like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right, yeah. We storming these fences? Okay. Yeah. Going to the woods? Somebody broke this guy's fence? Oh, oh man. Let me get my torch him. in my pitchfork. <laughs> oh, and all my guns. Because I have them, right? Yeah, I oh. mean, I don't want to bring guns. Oh. I want to bring a pitchfork. You want to have more fun. You don't yeah. want I understand. Guns just make things... Pitchforks. Pitchforks. That's what we're doing. This whole adventure would be better if everybody had pitchforks. Anyways... <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so all these volunteers, guns, clubs, knives, stormed through the woods, states the Keen Sport Times, in mad pursuit of the peculiar primate. A middle-aged woman, who I presume was too embarrassed to let her name be attached to her words... Because she forgot her pitchfork. But, but still allowed them to be printed in the paper, said... Oh. <laughs> direct quote. We saw some tracks, and then we heard, Oh, I don't even know how to say it. Kind of like a low growl. Like a dog would make, only something much bigger and something much deeper. Anyways, we didn't look for more tracks. But we, uh, but we made tracks of our own right to our car. Hmm. How many crazy people were running through the woods? <laughs> I mean, a lot, I would think, because... They were living I mean, in a dream. Yeah, because if somebody showed up at my house, I'd be like, yep, grabbing it, going to get the next person. Hey, Dorothy, there's a thing in the woods. Grab something sharp. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
let's do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we only got four channels, and they all suck, so let's yeah, go. There's nothing to watch. This is I've talked about this before with other people. Like, television and, and like TV, lots of channels saved humanity. Because this is what we're doing if we had nothing else to do. <laughs> I mean, this sounds more fun to me. I agree. <laughs> I agree, a hundred percent. But like, my God, imagine like just <laughs> just running through the woods, scaring the shit out of each other. You know, right? Because there's everybody in the woods. Nobody like th- knows who's the monster, who isn't. Yeah, it's just a rival town. They're like, we're gonna pretend we're a monster. Get your knife. I like to think that that was a hobby back then. Oh my God. I'll ask my parents about that. I wish hey, did you guys ever dress up as monsters and you know try to scare some? Some rival towns. <laughs> Screw the local town folk. Yeah. Hey. I mean, that sounds fun. I want to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Morris. Yeah, you <laughs> we're be, coming yeah, for you. Yeah, you better be careful. Next corn fest. It's going to get real <laughs> fucking festive when the corn monster makes his debut. <laughs> Again, real local podcast, Morris, Illinois. <laughs> coming for you. Watch hey, out. Yeah, we're coming. Next September. Get ready. We're forking it. What? Yeah. What does that mean? I'm showing up with my pitchfork. <laughs> All right. East Peoria patrolman David Madsen knew they had to, quote, try to get the people out before they hurt themselves, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that just kind of drives home what I was just saying. <laughs> it's the same. Excuse me. It's the same thing, right? Oh, my God. Uh, they're just a bunch of maniacs running through the woods. Get and he's like, of... get them out before they hurt themselves. <laughs> Please help these people. Um, he has His quote continues. When it started to get dark, with all those people in there, anything is liable to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart guy. He sounds wise beyond oh my God. his years. Seriously, he couldn't have asked for a better officer, I guess. Mm-hmm. The epic quest for the Coal Hollow Road monster came to an end when one particularly skilled cryptic hunter drew his twenty-two caliber pistol and shot himself in the foot. See? See what I mean? Guns <laughs> just ruin everybody's fun. Oh, I'm going to read it again. The epic quest for the Coal Hollow Road monster came to an end when one particularly skilled cryptid hunter drew his twenty-two caliber pistol and shot himself in the foot. Doctors said, according to the Beacon Times, the bullet entered three inches above the knee on his right thigh, passed through the back of the knee, and lodged in muscle muscle tissue in the right calf. He said he shot himself in the foot. I did. (laughs) Yes, yeah, because some parts of this article I researched, and then I got deeper. I found an article that talked about him being shot and all the specific things the doctor said. Yeah. So, like, it asked, but, like, so, yeah, he got shot in the foot. See, he should have just brought a pitchfork. See? Pitchfork. You gonna stab yourself? No. But I also want to point out that that description is amazing. I found so many articles talking about how a guy shot himself. They didn't specify all these details, mm-hmm. except for the one I found, obviously. Well, guess what? Carl R. Harris, you brave, brave man. Never forget what was sacrificed that day. That's his name. The guy who shot himself looking for the Cole Hollow Road City Hollow Carl Road monster. Carl R. Harris. Carl R. Harris. And then Harris said again, according to the Pekin Times, he took the gun to protect himself. He said he did not trip or fall, which many websites would state. The gun just discharged. But me personally, I feel like someone is lying there. 
I feel you, like he fucked up real bad. I feel like somebody's probably lying. He screwed up real bad. I'm pretty sure Carl, I mean, not to, I don't want to um, slander Carl, but he might may have been running through the woods drunk with his gun looking for a monster and shot himself. Which sounds fun until you realize you brought a gun instead of a pitchfork. I mean, again, it entered three inches above his knee on his yeah. right thigh, passed through the back of his knee, Lodged in the mus- muscle tissue in his right calf. So he, f- he fucked up his whole leg. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, if you think about it, you're running. Yeah. You, you got a gun in your hand. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Just tagged my, uh, the side of my three inches above my knee. And then it goes And sh- it hit my calf. Straight through. Boom. And then everybody heard a loud screech when they were looking for a monster. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know... Carl over there is covered in mud. Smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty Carl. <laughs> shit smelling Carl. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, it's not impossible. It is absolutely not impossible. And I feel like he was not practicing goods. Like the fact that yeah, he had a 22 caliber pistol, which means the thing had a fucking safety. So his safety's off. He's running through the woods. His finger is on the trigger. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be ready to go. Oh my god, bad bad gun safety. Yeah. But I'm glad, nope, guns are good. I'm glad we have lots of them so people can chase monsters through the woods with guns. Absolutely. I feel like we're missing an opportunity here. You brought up pitchforks. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're an understated weapon in self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Well, Police Chief James Donahue was saying at the time, we do not need any help from any citizens, especially those with guns or other weapons. The other weapons part concerns me more than the guns. Pitchforks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, those people knew how to party. A local farmer insisted that a large deer was responsible for the weird footprints. Yeah, sure. After the police and common sense fell upon the hundred truly courageous warriors, it was over. Looking back on the incident, James Donahue said... At the time, it was a very big deal. Several people indicated they'd seen a monster up in that area. It was described as something like Bigfoot. All the neighbors showed up. We spent a lot of time there. We never saw anything to substantiate the claims. Hmm. Really throwing them all under the bus like that, huh? (laughs) Everybody's just like, everybody fucked up. Patrolman David Madsen said some kids supposedly made prints of the tracks... But we've never seen any. Again, cool. Okay. Yeah, Chief James Donahue continued with his statement. We were up there for a week or two weeks. They're up there for a week or two weeks! Holy shit. A lot of volunteer people came out looking for this monster. End quote. Yeah, because they were like, shit, man, I got my pitchfork. Hasn't been touched in years. Let's go. Yeah, I'm part of that other weapons category. Let's do it. Yeah. Come here, let's do this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue, this is me, Nick, speaking, um, that the word volunteer is code for psychopath or lunatic, but that's just me. Firefighters are volunteers. Maybe I'm judging these people too harshly, but I feel... Well, then again, this seems fun. I accuse them of cosplaying. But they, 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 they want to attack Frankenstein in the woods. Yeah. Which sounds like fun. 
which you're winning me over the more you talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, man. There's a monster outside. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's like, it's like, hey, this is someone talking. This is you talking to me. Hey, Nick, there's a monster outside. I want to get it. I'd be like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you want to go look at it? You want to maybe uh, grab a pitchfork? Stab its ass? Just run around after it for what if, what like if, week, two weeks? <laughs> what if it was... Hey, Nick. Yeah. You want to come outside? Stab this ass? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Despite evidence to support the contrary, reports of the Kohomo monster fuck me reports of Kolomo did not stop not yet he scared a woman picking berries so badly that she ran off leaving her purse behind when the purse was returned to her nothing was stolen Kohomo did not rob her (laughs) why would he (laughs) because he's not a human he's a monster who just wants to live his life a man who was attending a birthday party within Fond du Lac Park East Peoria with no knowledge of the situation. But I find that hard to believe. It seems like people were talking about this shit, right? This yeah. seems like it would be a commotion. I mean, maybe everybody knew he didn't have a pitchfork. So they were like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like if 200 people went to like see a show or something, like it would, in, in like a local town, that would get around. So if 200 people stormed the woods for two weeks, maybe somebody would know about He's it? He's busy doing other stuff. Okay. Yeah, well... In my, in my write-up, I say the town must have been a mess. But anyways, he said, according to the Pekin Times, this is the man who was at the birthday party, mm-hmm. they saw strange lights come in a vertical position and go down behind some trees. All right. This man was from Eureka, by the way. Uh-huh. The lights left a vapor or smoke trail. Psst. So now we're getting into some... Uh... More unknown stuff. Yeah. All right. Was this Kohomo passing through the doorway to his reality? Was this a story about a monster ripped from his world simply trying to find a way back home? Was he capable of traveling through dimensions on his own? And if so, did he have to wait for his body to recharge? Maybe it's whatever energy allowed him to travel through dimensions. Yeah. He jumped through and was like, fuck, I'm out of juice. It has to, I got to power up. Yeah. And then he's, so that, that, you know, because he just, right? Like he has to, I have to just kind of exist to get my juice up. And some people saw him and it became a whole thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was in the river, like trying to fill his radiator type situation. Maybe he was. Pouring water, trying to cool down. Uh, Right. Next thing you know, two week excursion through the. Oh my God. Hills and woods of Pekin. Can you imagine his <laughs> his existence for two weeks? Like, fuck, I just want to get away. There's nowhere else to go but the woods. I can't go to these fucking towns. Just leave me. Oh, no. They've got guns and, and other weapons. Like, what does other weapons even mean? Like, they say they specify clubs, which what would specify as a club in 1972? Like a giant, like a stick? A bat. A bat? Oh, that's think, scary. I would think a baseball bat. Imagine chasing this guy through the woods with like twelve, like two hundred people with bats. I mean, sounds yeah. sounds fun. If I was a human, yeah. Not if I'm Como. No, it sounds like a bad time for him. 
Now, some people say demons smell like sulfur. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah, no, yeah. That is uh, a thing. Okay. Or, or what if, what if Kohomo did not go anywhere at all? Coal Hollow Road is the lower part of Coal Street, named such after the coal mines that litter the area. It has also been rumored that the monster may have called the mines his home. I think there's something to it. A man raised on Coal Hollow, this man's name is Bill Beard, who was 16 at the time, said, It was spotted at the bottom of the hill in Coal Hollow in 1978 or 1979, which is past the 1972-1973 window we hmm. discussed earlier. Yeah. But people think it was a big trucker wearing a suit. <laughs> But in the late 60s and early 70s, I know it wasn't a trucker. Okay. Another woman who didn't want her name used in the paper recanted a story about her husband. Mm-hmm. My husband was in a band at the time, she recalled. Mm-hmm. He came home at 4 a.m. from a club where he was playing one time, and when we pulled into the driveway, I saw something drinking out of our pool in the back. It was not a bear. And it was not a deer. Was it her husband? <laughs> like, <laughs> we came from this seems a like a legit question at like 4 a.m. <laughs> How drunk was he? Honey? <laughs> Is that you? Hey, hey George? This <laughs> made up his name. Hey, George? Just get, that... I'm just drinking. <laughs> Out of the pool. Well... Perhaps revealing why she did not want her name listed in the paper, this woman told of another story. Don't know what it is, but I believe there's something down in the woods, she continued. I used to do a lot of mushrooming. Yeah, that's probably picking mushrooms, not <laughs> not uh, the psychosilosobin, right? When I read it, I just assumed she was doing some psychoactive drugs. One time I had been mushrooming, and I was sitting down in the woods. And all of a sudden, I felt like something was watching me. That's the last time I went mushrooming in the woods. <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably figure out what kind of mushrooming she was doing. I assume she was doing drugs. I assume she was... I've never heard doing mushrooms as I'm mushrooming. And I've never heard anyone say I'm doing mushrooms either. I've, so. <laughs> I've never done mushrooms, so I assume people who did mushrooms call it mushrooming. <laughs> I mean, if it was me, because I've also never done mushrooms, I would call it shrooming. Shrooming, right? If I was going to call it anything, <laughs> but well, I figure maybe this maybe this woman is a more conservative woman, so she's like, when I was doing my psychoactive drugs, I was just mushrooming. <laughs> With the neighbors. I assume she was out picking mushrooms. And, and then I got the vapors with my friends, because now, yeah. now it's deep south and my accent's not good. But I was just mushrooming with my neighbors, and I got the vapors, and I saw some creature drinking out of my pool, and it was not my husband. <laughs> I mean... George? <laughs> yeah. Is that you? What are you doing at the pool? Get out of the pool! And if he's just out of his fucking mind, he's not listening. Yeah, maybe he's mushrooming too. <laughs> he's been at a show until four a.m. Yeah, he's like, it's time to party. Seventies, lots of drugs. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been playing gigs all night. Lots of drugs, right? Exactly. All right. This. All right. Um, what comes next? 
Um, this was one of the most detailed encounters that was not from the 70s. We're going to do a little time jump, okay? Yeah, excellent. Welcome to 1986. Fran Rourke of East Peoria remembers. A friend and I were driving up Cole Street in a little VW. The headlights went out and the car died. It wouldn't start, and although it was still in gear, the car rolled back down the hill and into the parking lot of the old brickyard. Like these past few retellings, the Morton Tazewell News stated, Rourke said it was a dark night, no moonlight, drizzling, and about 11 p.m. The windows were down, and the pair sat talking for a while before trying to start the car again. The pair then noticed a foul odor engulfing the car. Rourke said it smelled like a cat that had been run over three days ago. Why do you know what that smells like? I, I want to ask friends some questions. Is she an animal murderer? Yeah. They sat for another 15 minutes and then started hearing eerie noises coming from the woods behind the brickyard. She said the noises were a shrieking wail, which became louder. Rourke and her friend got out of the car and ran down the hill to a house where another friend lived. Evidently, after hearing this story, Fran's friend was reminded of her history with the legendary coal monster. So her friend gave a recounting of the story like back in 72 and 73. Mm-hmm. She had heard similar noises that night and had seen fires flame up near the woods when the sounds were being made. I feel that adds to the story. Mm-hmm. If, you're feeling, if you're seeing bursts of flames and fire and explosions or whatever the fuck, yeah, as the sounds it smells being like made. sulfur and... Uh-huh. Yeah. Her friend also saw large footprints. Rourke's uncle, Anise Peoria native, told her about two of his classmates from high school who reportedly were driving up Cole Street Hill and the same thing happened to them. They got out of the car, which had rolled into the brickyard, and hiked up the hill for help. In another bizarre account, it was reported, and I quote directly... A mute and dumb girl froze where she stood, and this is a massive quote, mm-hmm. hairy ape-like man-creature, end quote, ran in front of her on the street. Mm. Hmm, any thoughts? I am... Any thoughts about what the mute and dumb girl thought about this hairy uh, ape-like man-creature that ran I'm in front of her? I'm just wondering how you describe that properly, and... I'm specifying mutant, the quote. Mutant dumb girl. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Like, I have a good idea of what that means for the time. But I don't understand how they would take... I don't know. What would you... Like, as, as far as... Because I'm not going to look at my phone right now. So, mute, we can assume. She doesn't talk. Yeah, she but, can't speak. So, 70s lingo, when people were being put in sanitariums, and people were being, you know... Um, sterilized and people were not saying people had no good things to say about people what would you say the dumb term would mean as far as that time period i mean it's what i would think was some sort of handicap right so or is she just like slow they just think she's stupid yeah i mean it's for the time i it could go a lot of ways i think so like she wasn't a credible source though i would think from from that like it's not right. somebody you're going to take you know like write it in a police report oh there's a big hairy 
thing. All right. Well, you might take her seriously after you hear her, what what else she had to say. Yeah, I'm totally down. Okay. All right. All right. Well, she had a different rendezvous with a creature at a different time. Okay. And this is her quote. Well, this is this is what she had done. This is a reporting of what she had said. She had communicated with the with the monster through telepathy, and the monster told her not to be afraid, for he would not harm her. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I mean... Wrote, I wrote that down. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, th- if that honest, Like, honestly, I almost want to believe her more than anybody. Because if he ran across and, like, she's, she's... And, like, nobody else is paying attention to him. He's just screaming... He or she is just screaming. And there's this girl who might have some issues and she doesn't talk. Again, if you traveled through dimensions, maybe you... I would assume if you can travel through dimensions... Telepathy might be in your wheelhouse. Maybe. Maybe. Potentially. Doesn't have to be. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, potentially. Interesting. All right. I like that, though. That sounds cool. Right? Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's it's almost like out of all this chaos, there was one little girl. The creature was like, hey, I'm cool. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, (laughs) yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, I'm okay. And adults, how many movies do you watch where, like, kids. They can see ghosts, they can see spirits, they can talk to monsters, but adults just they're just too grown up for that. It doesn't yeah, the well, filter doesn't work. Yeah. They're like, nah. Yeah, yeah, pass. Gotta go get my pitchfork. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Alright. The story of Kohomo was left to history and the imagination until nineteen ninety one. Re enter Randall Emmert. Good old Randy. This Randy? Randy is back. All right. He's back in the news. Good. In his own words around the time of the initial incident, when I got my draft card at 18 and I realized I was going to be drafted to Vietnam, I decided to skip out and join the Navy, figuring it was the easiest way to avoid the conflict. Well, I didn't land in Vietnam while in the Navy. I did get to see it from the ship I served on. It was a Navy that straightened me out real fast. When our ship was pulled from the South China Sea in March of 73, I landed in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. I was offered through a special program, there were six of us offered this, to finish high school via St. Louis County High School in Honolulu. I had to have what credits I had sent from District 150 to the Navy, and then was allowed to enroll in this program. Needless to say, I got a full high school diploma. So he dropped out, went to work at a car wash, Joined the Navy and got his high school diploma. He turned his he he pulled you know he he put some shit together. It's a roundabout way of doing things, but yeah. Good job, Randy. Right. Yeah. yeah good job, good Randy. Job. Right. Yeah. What did he do next? Well, we'll get there. But right now, <laughs> this was the climate of the world um, as the coal hollow monster. Like what I just described. That was that was the world. Vietnam, you know, avoiding the draft, being drafted, hmm. enlisting. Yeah. This was the climate of the world as the coal hollow monster burst on the scene. Like I joked earlier, I don't know if I joked earlier, Vietnam was in full swing. I don't know if it was a joke. The draft was a real thing. We were at war. Zach. Yeah. The draft was a real thing. I know, that's terrifying. We were at war. Still are. America needed soldiers. (laughs) Were we trying to recruit warriors from other dimensions? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Was this some other twisted government conspiracy? Well, I came across this article. 
that I am going to read in full. Let's go back to Thursday, July 27th, 1972, and open up the Cairo Evening Citizen. Okay. Its title, Local Monster Might Need Good Attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, I don't know if this was written as satire or if someone is just, this is just what they decided to write. It's not an Onion article. It absolutely is not. (laughs) All right. If the monster was supposedly spotted in Missouri and Illinois, that's why I mentioned Momo earlier, because they always mention Momo when Kohomo is brought up. Mm -hmm. Because some people think it's the same creature. We'll get to Momo later. Yep. All right. If the monster was supposedly spotted in Missouri and Illinois, ever comes out of hiding, he'd better bring a good lawyer. The IRS wants to chat. And when the Internal Revenue Service is through, the Selective Service Administration and the Bureau of Immigration and Naturalization are waiting. For the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those those two sentences alone are like, well, using this, keeping this this for the show. Uh For the past several days, persons near Louisiana, Missouri have reported seeing something hairy, smelly, and more than seven feet tall. Tuesday, Randy Emmert, 18, of Peoria, said he'd seen it. And Wednesday, a jogger in Cairo reported a sighting. Some contend the creature comes from outer space. Maybe. But it would still have to pay taxes, says Thomas Hayes of Chicago IRS office. (laughs) Yeah. What is happening? I don't know, man. I mean... Go on. I was going to say, no taxation without representation. <laughs> <laughs> you want some big feats in Congress? Yeah. Man, I... We, I, I mean, this I, alien guy, he can't be taxed. I, he, he didn't buy anything. He can't pay sales tax. He's not working. He doesn't have property. <laughs> yeah. He's just on the run. And honestly, I forced a political conversation into the Murfreesboro Mud Monster episode. This throws it in my goddamn face. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, uh, this will address some issues. Technically, uh, if, he, if, it earned an, if it earned income... I just well, said he did. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it earned income while resident in the United States, it would have to file a tax return, said Hayes. Fail, failure, Hayes? What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> it's the government, man. They just want all your money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn it. Failure to file would mean a fine or imprisonment, he said. If whatever it is, that feels like a slur to me. If whatever it is, is between 18 and 35 years old, Uncle Sam wants it. As spokesman for the Chicago Selective Service office said, he wanted to fight in Vietnam. What is wrong with these people? (laughs) (laughs) He needs to pay its taxes. And we're going to ship it off. (laughs) Yeah, get over over to South Asia. We got some Vietnamese to to have you fight. Yeah, give, yeah, you know what? Yeah, give Kohomo a gun. Give him a gun. See what happens. Oh, my God. I mean. (laughs) Right? What's happening here? We have a government official essentially saying, yeah, he's probably there. And you know what? He owes taxes. <laughs> and if we find him, he's going to go fight in our fucking made-up war we shouldn't be in. 
Cool. What the fuck? Good job. <laughs> Good job. I mean, I want to support this man because he's saying there's a monster out there. But I don't because what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you said earlier, who was the real monster? Yeah. This was the, I was like, you just wait. Just wait, Zach. Oh, man. Because hairy and smelly it may be, but if it's a resident alien, alien from where doesn't matter. And must register for the draft, the spokesman said. Holy shit! What? Why? <laughs> I don't know! What are you doing? Uh. His life isn't more valuable than being shipped off to die in like a brush fire or a bombing or a... Come on, man. You want to throw Como against a Viet Cong? I mean, if if it's an alien, why are we... Why are we not going to ask him a few questions? Exactly! <laughs> like, uh... What else can we can talk to him about so much more? But no. Yeah, go fight our man of war. Mm-hmm. Go fight him. Cool. Alien from where is what troubles the Bureau of Naturalization and Immigration. You better bet they have a problem with this. <laughs> so I, okay. <laughs> so far, this is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Says a spokesman for the director's office. Oh, so it's just a spokesman for the director's office. It's not even a director. He, he wouldn't trivi- trivial himself with this nonsense. Well, every January 1st, every alien must file both his old address and his present one. If he doesn't, he's subject to a $100 fine and deportation, the spokesman said. So we're going to find this, oh my God. this potential alien from another dimension, $100. American dollars. Who says he has money? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, but maybe this will be some consolation for you. Okay. Maybe. However, it's entitled to due process and the full protection of the Constitution, the office said. Okay. Sure. Fair. So he is. So he is a citizen. They're giving him. They're giving him all the credit and like none of the credit. I don't know if they know what they're doing. The seventies were weird. I don't know if this article was a joke. I want to assume it's just for fun. It sounds like it. Could, like but it's do you like, know? No. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how to find it out. I guess I could email the Cairo Evening Citizen and ask them about this one specific random article from 1972. Yeah, we'd have to go to like their library or something. Oh my god, we'd have to look at those. What do they call those things that you look at? The cool things they always do in movies. Um. Like when you're at the library and they're like just scanning through. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, I, I, I don't know what that's called. Yeah, I've never used one. Okay. All right. Well, deportation, if it came to that, might pose a problem with an interstellar alien. Yeah. <laughs> It'd have to get together with NASA, the spokesman mused. Oh, now he's joking. Before he was serious. Now he's just like talking off the cuff. Yeah. Our budget is only 100. And $43 million, and I'm not sure we could afford the fare. <laughs> On the lo- <laughs> This has got to be... It's got to be like... It's got to be like tongue-in-cheek. Pre-onion. Right? You're right, exactly. Exactly, 100%. But the Cairo Evening, that's a real newspaper. Zach, I dove. I looked. It's a real thing. And I was like, yeah. is, this, is this a joke? The internet is not going to tell me. Well, I'm going to read this gem because I fucking found it. What the fuck? On the local government level... Cairo Police Commissioner James Dale has announced his policy toward the alien. 
He said Wednesday he's going to make anyone seeing it submit to a breathalyzer test for alcohol content. Perfect. So the police officer's like, if you fucking see this creature, hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Blow, blow. What's going on there? Yeah. Okay. So this guy's not buying it. He's like... No, he's not. He's like, you guys are all just running around, grabbing pitchforks, having fun, getting drunk, running through the woods. <laughs> like, all right, if you really see it, come talk to me. All right, well, fortunately or unfortunately, that's where that article ends. But earlier, you asked a question about Randy. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know what Randy's up to? I do. Okay. Modern times, Randy? Yeah. Like current events, Randy? Yeah. Okay. He's like a South Park dad. All right. (laughs) He might be. Well, Randy went on to have a very successful marriage, two sons, grandchildren, retired from the U.S. Postal Service after working 25 years, and became an aggressive left-wing blogger, and even ran for public office. He didn't win his public office. And he deleted his whole blog. I had to use the Internet Wayback Machine to look at his blog. I'm not using that in the podcast, in the show, but I'm like, because I'm like, what the fuck does Randy agree with? So, like, I, I, I had, man, oh, my God. Is that what Nick wanted to do at 3.30 in the morning? Well, that's what he was doing. He mm-hmm. did it. Because I'm like, what else can I find out about Randy? He ran for public office, and 40 years ago, he reported a Bigfoot monster to the goddamn news. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. All right, Could ready? Could cool. Okay. Maybe. Ready? We're not going back to modern times, but it shouldn't be as long ago as it is, but it is. Okay. Let's go back to 1991. Randy had another story to tell. Hmm. He called up the Peoria Journal Star and revealed that his reporting of the Coal Hollow Monster way back in 1972 was a lie. Hmm. He didn't see a thing. In the more recent article, written by Dwayne Bartell, entitled, Kohomo is Back, in the East Peoria Times Courier, Dwayne emailed Randall Emmert, when you're an adult, I guess we call it Randall, not Randy. Not Randy. Yeah. 26 questions. Randall's response was as follows. Are you excited to hear what Randy had to say for himself? Like, you know 40 I years am. later? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Only 26 questions? Okay. This was a hoax played by some friends of mine and myself and another friend that used to live at the top of Coal Hollow Road. He had to walk it from his employment at the old Amico station below the hill at night about midnight to the top. Emirate wrote. Mm-hmm. He swore, so his friend, this is the friend, this was his friend swore he saw and heard the monster. So we set him up. The old, the old W-I-R-L 1290 radio show, so when I mentioned the radio before, mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about, show had a call in, and he called to say he actually saw it. I simply backed him up, and my name was stuck to the story, sadly. So this fucker's friend called up to report an honest monster he saw. He's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to call in and just like talk mad shit and make my friend look like a fucking idiot. But then for 40 years, his name has been stuck to the Cole <laughs> Hollow Road monster. Right? Yeah. Huh. I called this into WMBD radio show about two years ago, so t- 1989, and the Peoria Journal star did a story about the same time. 
We never saw a monster or a Bigfoot. Although when first reported on the radio that we did, over 200 people showed up on Coal Hollow Road that night looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> so imagine this radio broadcast goes out, local town, 200 people because they have nothing else to do. Because like you said, there's four stations on the, the TV. There's nothing else to do. Rush the road. Yeah. Hell, they even came up from Kentucky wanting to camp on my parents' lawn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sounds like a good time. Oh, my God. But, I okay. Well, now I'm, the whole oh. time I wrote this up, I thought there were crazy people running around. Yeah. You but, have told me how fun this is, and right. imagine if this happened. Well, can you imagine if you were the one that actually was like, oh, shit, I actually see it, and I bagged it. And now I got a legendary fucking creature that I can talk to people about. Oh, my God. That'd be cool. It'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Yeah. All Going right. hunting. Come back with this. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, do you remember that that story I told about how the car froze and flew into the brickyard? Mm-hmm. Well, Randy has thoughts on that. Okay. One woman ran her car into the old brickyard and told the cops she did so because the monster was in the road in front of her. So he thinks she just blamed the monster because she was probably drunk, wasted, and They're rammed. They're all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, what? besides your weapon and your torch, what are you going to grab to go hunting a monster? Me personally? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I honestly would be a pussy. I look for a gun. But if I can't find well, a gun... I, I, mean, I said your weapon and your torch. Okay, torch you need, 100%. Yeah, what else are you going to grab? Beer. It's going to be beer. Oh, man, you know they were drinking so much beer. Yeah, especially if they had Bush Camo cans back then. You know, because <laughs> I didn't mention it in this article, but Carl, there was a, there was a um, in what I, my write-up, Carl was with a friend who, like, vouched for him that he just shot himself. So Carl and his buddy... They both had beers. Oh, yeah. They were both drinking. Absolutely. All right. You ready for this? We're going to close it out. Yeah, let's do it. But what if Randall's friend did see something? Hmm. What if Randall both set up his friend and set up himself? What if the joke was on Randall because him and his friends made up a creature that already existed? Never, ever say anything you will regret in the heat of the moment. No matter how much one apologizes, words are forever. Those were Randall's words to newlyweds and what makes a successful marriage. But, if taken out of context, they could certainly apply to his spreading of the Coal Hollow Road monster story. In the hearts and minds of fans of the supernatural and bizarre, those words certainly can't be taken back. What if ass are indeed real? <laughs> what if they are from another dimension? And what if, for a brief period in the 1970s, the United States was trying to enlist them, make them fight in their made-up war? Maybe our nation was looking for a few good monsters. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still are. 
That is the end of that podcast about the Cole Hollow Road monster. There's a lot going on there. Oh my god. I couldn't handle it. I was like, what is this? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, you really went deep there. Cohomo? Yeah, man. That's what I plan to do from now on. I'm a maniac. <laughs> Right? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, that was this episode of Weird and Feared. You can you can now email us at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us everything. Everything. If you got monster stories or if you have monsters, if you are not from this state and know monsters that you want me to talk about, me and Zach to do crazy, whatever, man. If you got things that we don't know about, let us know. Yeah. Also, I've never plugged it before, but we do have an Instagram. You can follow us at Weird and Feared on the Instagram. Yeah. This is the time for plugs. Um, got any plugs you want to throw out here? I mean, you can also just tell us we suck, so I don't yeah. care. You know. <laughs> if we are ass, let yeah, us know. Just let us know. All right. but um, We need to know. Yeah. This was um, Weird and Feared, the uh, the Cohomo, uh, the Cole Hollow Road monster. Yeah. So um, stay spooky. Yeah.